The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona, where it's absolutely glorious today. Take a look at the self-improvement blog. I always ask you to do that. You'll see our guest's bio, her picture, and a review of her new book there. You also will find an article about energy medicine, which is very timely for this show. Now, this has been an interesting week, to say the least. The government shut down, and Obamacare, or the Affordable Health Care Act, is being put into effect and that's pretty much all you hear about on the news. One of the things that I found so fascinating in the discussions that have been on the news is the use of the term real people. I don't know what, I haven't heard anybody else comment on this. I hope they have. President Obama used it in his address, and the news media picked it up, and I've heard it on almost every news broadcast that I've listened to since. And my question is, who are real people and what are the people who are not real people you know are they fake people or my term is would they be faux people f-a-u-x faux people my guess is and this is just a guess that they mean people who work hard take care of their families pay their bills or try to pay their bills pay their taxes and try to live a productive meaningful life but that's just my guess. And if I'm right on that, what do all the other people who aren't real people do? I, I just find this such an interesting label. If anybody knows more about that, you know, please let me know. About health care, one of the things that is sure is that health care or, you know, really it's illness care will be impacted in ways that haven't been foreseen. And it'll be, um, uh, interesting is not a good word, but we'll watch to see how it unfolds. Now, today it's interesting timing because we're going to talk about medicine and healthcare, both Western and Eastern. Our guest today, and I'm really excited about this guest today, is Allison J.K., she's a holistic life coach and India-trained yoga and meditation teacher, a certified personal trainer, and an energy healer shifter of 16 years. Her unique blend of credentials, uses of 
multiple modalities and the wealth of experience she got during her 10 years living in Asia studying subtle energy practices make her perspective and manner of working with people around the world especially incredibly powerful. And energy medicine is, excuse the expression, where it's at today. She hosts her own radio show, Create Your Best Life Ever, What Else is Possible, that airs right here on Voice America's 7th Wave channel every Friday at 1 o'clock. So put that on your calendar for tomorrow and listen to Allison, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, she recently published her book, What If There's Nothing Wrong? And we're going to talk about that today. Allison, it's such a pleasure to welcome you to the Self-Improvement Show. Oh, Irene, it's my honor to be here. Thank you for inviting me on to be with you. Oh, I, I, I am so excited about this show. So I want to get started. But before we do, I know you have a special event coming up on Monday. Now, I want you to tell our listeners about that event and how they can find you on the Internet because they can take a look at your site while we're, we're, we're doing this show or at least at the break. So how do, what's going, coming off on Monday and how do they find you? Okay, great. So, <clears throat> I mean, do you have, I know that on my um, show when I have guests on, that they provide a link for the guest website? On there the- should be a link on that, Yes. Okay, so if your listeners follow the link to my show, uh, pardon me, to my website, then you'll get information about Monday night's call. So my website's very easily uh, remembered. It's just my name, and then www before it, and then com after it. So Allison with one L, J, K A Y dot com. And if they don't get that, they can go to the self improvement blog. It's on there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and um, what you wrote for the review of my book, you have such a firm handle on my book, and it's a perfectly written review. I mean, thank you. Um, I just got a chance to read it. And so it's the Monday Night Call. I'm really, really excited about it. And, in fact, I would love it if you would join me on it, Irene. Um, It's the start. So Monday Night's Call is free. And then it's the introduction to a new six-week telecall series I'm doing that it's funny because about six weeks ago, I started, or four weeks ago, really, I started to get this sense that my community of listeners and readers and clients and students around the world were reaching for something. Something was needed. And so I asked, started to ask questions. Okay, what, what, and what I got was what this telecall series is, is in, created to be. And it's not in solid. It's totally organic as the um, people sign up for it and then they speak up to what they need in each call. It will take its own form depending on what the people who come to it need. And the sense that I have is I have been over the last six weeks or so receiving, uh, I've been really opened over the last 20 years. I've been meditating for since 92 and I've been teaching it for 17 years and then living in Asia for 10 and actively studying Buddhism and then get, going to India and getting trained as a yoga teacher and really looking at um, my mind and how the mind works and then opening up with my first energy healing modality 17 years ago as a, or 16 years ago I think as a Reiki master. So I'm a real open channel and using my intuition has been a increasingly evident in my life. And so I, I got this sense about six weeks ago that there was this new chunk or download, if you will. It's kind of lingo we use in the energy 
um, I don't want to say healing because healing is such a heavy word as if there's something wrong. And, you'll, and as you know, the name of my book is What If There's Nothing Wrong? But working with energy, working with the subtle energies, and we'll talk more about that in our time together today. So um, getting this sense in, in me that there's this new information coming through to me. And so I, I didn't really know what it was, and it feels like that's what this telecall series is going to be downloading to the participants. Is And, and, and my sense of it so far is that we have been, it's a continuation of what my book puts forth, What If There's Nothing Wrong. We have been engaged, I mean, I was gone two months before 9-11, and then I came back two years into Obama's first administration. So I was out of the country, except for the summers when I come back and visit my family, for ten, those 10 years when there was heaviness. I came back to a really heavy, fear-driven country. And it, feels and it still me- is. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely it is. And that's so much behind why I'm here in America now instead of still in Asia and why I'm doing the work that I'm doing that has always been part-time along my teaching internationally to now full-time. And that's also why I stay in America and I'm continuing to do the work I do because this light is needed to counteract and bring up that heaviness. And for people to understand why it is heavy and, and, and the bigger, bigger, bigger picture, not um, the mind <clears throat> picture or the present- presentation we get in the news, but really what's going on, the biggest backdrop historically, the, the largest perspective we can take from the sense of soul or spirit or evolution of humanity. So it feels like this telecall series, what I do understand so far, Irene, about the information I'm, I've been getting downloaded to me is that it's really a, a time now where we're shifting into a whole new level of ease that we've never really had before. Well, there's so many new understandings out there basically coming from quantum physics that people are just now beginning to acknowledge or understand, you know, that it's easy to see that we're ready for a major shift. There has to be one. Let's go back to the beginning, though, and give us a thumbnail of who you are. Who is Allison Kay? We have already gotten a good bit. But, you know, let's let's start at the beginning so my clients, my clients, my listeners know who you are. Oh, you're picking up on the clients from my world. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I've been in doing hypnotherapy. I've been in nursing most of my life. And so people are either patients or clients. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's within your world too, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Nursing and hypnotherapy, what a marriage. It um, is. So I just want to be clear that Monday night is a free call. I just I don't feel like I've completed that, and then I'll go back okay. to what you asked for. Um, so www.allisonwith1ljkay.com, and then on that homepage, you'll see where you can register to get the call-in information for Monday night's free call, where there's going to be clearings and energy clearings, uh, subconscious blocks, and just energy activations and transmissions to upgrade your energy to give you more vitality, to give your subtle energy bodies the life force in you, more um, electricity, more magnetism, more charge for you to be able to have more ease with creating what it is that you really are desiring and to get yourself out of your own way more now than ever before. So it's at at 8 Eastern Time and... Uh, the information's all there on my homepage to how to register and get the call-in information. And that's all free, so you're going to get free healing with me. Um, and it's going to be really powerful. I can see it. So who am I? Uh, well, I have um, a pretty abnormal background, I would say. I mean, I was I don't know how far back to go, really, but my whole life I've been kind of special, and I only in the last decade 
one summer visiting, asked my mom, mom, how come, like, what was I like as a, as a kid to, to raise? And she's like, well, I, I wanted to put you in a gifted program, but I, I, I didn't. Um, and I don't know why, but I've always had this kind of lightness about me. And like, I guess when I was six years old, when we'd go for ice cream, I'd get my ice cream cone and I'd walk around offering it to other people. <laughs> yeah. Would you like a lick? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's a sense that I've always had of, of unity and oneness. And I've always been really soft and, and gentle with other people's um, feelings and um, wanting to have a sense of lightness, very much noticing when people were heavy and wanting to help them take it away. And then eventually I got into my more formal training. I at first was a political consultant in California and worked on the Clinton-Gore campaign in 92 as well as local Californian campaigns and then was so stressed out at, at the general election time because I was being put into a really intense race between con, um, Oh, con- yeah. Yeah, in the Sierra Nevadas, it was a really intense race, and it was a really important year in 92, so my back went out due to pain, and so, or stress, rather, and so uh, once I had come back from the emergency room and had spent a couple of days in bed on muscle relaxers and was totally spaced out and not happy about it, I went to the bookstore and, without any conscious intention, ended up buying a book about meditation and Buddhism, and so that's where it began, and then I learned energy healing a few years after that, and my first energy healing session on a client, um, when I stopped working on just my family and then went out into the public, I had a flash that, wow, you've done this before. And so then I went to Asia, flash forward years later, to help impact my ability to work with the subtle energies that I had been working with. I had gotten a second kind of energy medicine modality, a Tibetan one, um, still in the States. And so, and I was meditating, and so I was opened up to that world, and I wanted to make it even more po- empowered and powerful. And so I said, okay, let's go to where they know about subtle energies. Let's go to the source. And on that note, it's time for us to go to break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Allison Kay. We'll be right back with more, so stay tuned. your better business achieve that goal make good on that resolution the voice america empowerment channel it's your world motivate change succeed wealth solutions for the 99 percent is a weekly talk show focused on helping you develop and execute a game plan to build wealth your host paula joy who built a 50 million dollar plus company in less than five years believes it's impossible to be poor in america and he'll show you why with his innovative strategies. Joining Paul as co-host is radio personality Kim Reed, an experienced entrepreneur and corporate leader who's known as the Corporatepreneur. The show is upbeat, fun, and informative. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The challenges facing our teens today mean that more than ever, we need to be there to support them and encourage them. The Dr. Stem Show is here to provide discussions about topics that will help promote healthy relationships, self-image, and success for teens, parents, and the community. Our young people can achieve more in life than they ever dreamed possible. The Dr. Stem Show, hosted by Dr. Stem Malatini, will foster these discussions and encourage your participation. Listen every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 
1 p.m. Pacific, and 9 p.m. GMT on Voice America Empowerment. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self improvement show. This is Irene Conlon. My guest today is Allison Kay. We're talking about her book, What If There's Nothing Wrong? Um, we actually, we've been talking about Allison and her background, and um, wow. Is all I have to say about that. You know, why did you write the book? And you know, what do you? What does the title mean? What if there's nothing wrong? Well, so the gist of the book is that we're taught in the West, particularly in America, with our American culture and climate, to create and to produce and to be productive and get things done. And, and it's a comparative place that I come from when I say that from having lived not just in Asia for 10 years but in many countries on many most of the continents throughout the world and we are a very productive society and we're known around the world for that and we also are a society that as my book traces back in the days of when science was getting formed and the church and science split the mind kind of got left behind it got oh yeah as yeah. I understand it uh, the Pope said to Descartes you take the you take the body I'll take the soul I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I've read that in a number of places. You know, you, really? you can't deal with the body and the soul. The soul is our domain, so you stay out of it. You guys take the body. Well, yeah, that's what I, I speak to in the book is like the yeah. division of labor, if you will, back in the when the church was splitting. And it's funny because um, then, so science, what did they take? They took studying the tangible in, in the yep. mind. Yeah, because the mind got known as... Um, so science was based on the Bible, right, in Christianity? Right. So it wanted to study God's world, and what it eventually did was it proved God's creations, but in order to do that, they kept looking outside at the things that they could measure. And so the mind in consciousness, beyond just our everyday thoughts, but consciousness, like how do mysteries appear? Like why do we dream about something and then it comes true later? Like the the consciousness that goes beyond our everyday cognitive linear mind, but what's known as the super and the supra consciousness or the sub and the unconscious. Um, so the mind and its consciousness got known as the hard problem in science. And science couldn't measure it; they couldn't pin it down, so they just left it behind. And um, in my book, actually, there's one of my favorite quotes where it says. Um, 
I wish that the forefathers of science had thought about what they were doing to us later on, that at some point people would want to know about the mind. Um, so in then taking that and coming, let's take a couple of steps forward without anything in between, the mind, from my studies, both quantum physics and the ancient cultures know that our in the mind-body connection, for example, our mind creates our biochemistry. And so our perceptions of the world... Einstein, one of my favorite quotes from him is, there is no more important choice a human being can make than if they view the world, pardon, the universe as hostile or friendly. So we'll walk around viewing people and events and the world as either hostile or as friendly. And all of our perceptions will follow suit based on that primary conclusion. And so my work really with people one-on-ones and in groups is to help get to the hidden conclusions, help clear them of their hidden conclusions to create more consciousness that instead of more unconscious where they just walk around in a more habitual kind of this is what I do day-to-day way and instead have more consciousness available to them to have more choice to create what it is they they truly desire. Um, The name of my radio show is Create Your Best Life Ever. What else is possible? So it's the What If There's Nothing Wrong title to my book is from the acknowledgement of it's not the physical reality that gets created first and then we react to it. Everything that we see is based on what comes from the mind. And it, yeah, so what if there's, so if we're creating things that are wrong, then we can actually also create nothing wrong. Exactly. And this is a concept that's just beginning to cross lines from, you know, I, I don't even know how to turn it, term it. People who, People who have considered themselves spiritual, I guess, have known this for some time. Everybody doesn't practice it. But it's now beginning to get over into mainstream thinking, which is yeah. kind of exciting. That, so I, very exciting. That, and, that, and it is. And that's, I think, also part of why it seems like when I listen to my guidance inside of me that I'm here in America is to help that happen. My book, I rewrote my um, one of the years, I, I think it was my second year back here, no, my first year back here, after I got my business up and running, I rewrote the book so that the average person could read it instead of it being more in a language of people who are already in the field of self-awareness or consciousness or yoga or meditation or natural healing. Um, It was a very clear, distinctive element of guidance. You are always to stay with the mainstream, Allison. You are not to go off into just specializing with people who are already doing this. Now, this Um, is a book that's really needed. And, you know, I've read very little... Um, that gives me the history all the way through, the history of philosophy, what happened in the church, you know, how it affected our medical care, um, all of these things. You know, and it's interesting that, you know, the psychologists, psychiatrists are still kind of considered stepchildren. Yeah. And they're in a way being circumvented with all of the new understanding of the mind. Yeah, well, that was my first major in college, was psychology. And Irene, you'll appreciate this, I think, as a nurse and a hypnotherapist. Um, My third semester, I was finding myself increasingly like, this just doesn't get it. They're too focused on the mechanistic function of the brain. This is too physically geared. It's not taking into account all of the non-physical that happens in life. It's not taking into account the spirit. It's just, no. Um, so I switched majors, actually. And so um, there's a sense to, to the nature of our times 
that it feels when you said this book is so needed and that um, that seems like where we're headed now, where more people are starting to open up in the mainstream to the mind-body connection <clears throat> and to ease. It, there's this whole huge quantum shift for one way to say it, or as I put it in my book, meta paradigm that's we're in the midst of right now. And the picture on the front cover of the book is a woman on top of a mountain looking down with perspective is implied. And so that kind of perspective is what the book is is giving and, and what my work does day to day with people who come in and they think like this, for example, this one man, my last client yesterday thought that his issue with um, sexual performance was because of him only. And what I did was help him see that, for example, in the last two Sundays, I've seen two movies written by men about um, how it's distorted the male perception about sex from all the availability of porn out there leading to sexual addiction. Um, these two movies were both... Uh, they're out now um, and they're based on men dealing with sexual addiction because of the availability of porn. And what I've been dealing with for years, especially after living in Asia as a single blonde woman, blue eyed as a weight trainer in an all, almost all male Chinese gym, the things that I got projected onto me were incredible. And I grew up in Boston as a strong, raised to be a strong, confident, independent woman. And some of my upbringing went flew in the face of what they had known in, in Taiwan as what represents the feminine. Right. Yeah, so I, I, was, I was busy unlearning a whole lot of conditioning that I had and looking at what worked for me still and what didn't work for me. And so I've been dealing with the, um, the sexual perversion, actually, that got objectified onto me throughout my travels. And I've been dealing with the... Um, awareness of what it's like to have the sexual perversion. Um, I saw it in Taiwan, and I remember thinking, is it only here? And then I came back here and noticed that the girls' skirts were shorter here, too, and noticed that there was a book on the shelf that said, girls, you don't have to dumb yourselves down. So it wasn't just happening there. So it seems like then the, the rape in India happened and the huge outcry. Now, that wouldn't have happened even two years ago. No. So I would Right, so I was part of, so what I was experiencing personally was part of clearing up what's happening in the collective worldwide, which is getting raised in our collective consciousness about the, not just the equality of women, but, and not just no more suppression of women, but the era we just shifted into from December's alignment, what is the era of feminine consciousness? And it doesn't mean the era of women empowerment, it means the archetypal energies of the feminine, which is to be more yielding, receptive, passive. Compassionate, all of those, yeah. I, I want to, it's almost time to go to break, and I want to talk about the old and new paradigm, meta paradigms. But before we get there, why don't you define for us what you mean by a meta paradigm? Okay. And then we'll come back and talk about them. So that's actually right where I, I just was, so that's perfect. So. Um, I was giving an example of one of the ways that we're shifting, and it's not just that Obamacare has changed. It's not just that um, there's these small changes we can observe in our society. The biggest backdrop, taking the biggest perspective, is that we're going through a, a meta. Meta means large, huge, uh, beyond the physical, um, beyond. Those are some of the different definitions for the prefix meta. 
and meta paradigm. Paradigm is a, a set of um, systems and rules and structures that a society or, or an institution runs based on. It's their beliefs that then get put into um, the rules and structures of the society or the organization. So meta means beyond uh, uh, beyond uh, the current rules that and structures our global society has. So meta paradigm shift. So it's a huge shift out of anything and everything basically that we've known as like quantum um, Newtonian physics, the old physics that had us having time feel more concrete, sequential and slower and what bit by bit by bit. And now we're in the time of quantum physics where time just moves a lot quicker. And so <laughs> you hear this, it does. And in fact, it's moved so quickly that we're right up at the break time, this is Irene Conlon with my guest Allison Kay saying stay tuned for more of the Self-Improvement Show. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. We let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives. Technology, instant delivery. We live in an on-demand world. What's happened to the compassion, the kindness, a better pace? Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Is there a real magic formula for success or is it something more? Does the divine nature within, when activated, become a powerful unified force that catapults an individual to greatness? Join visionary host Sharon Rose Washington, author, empowerment life coach, and energy healer to explore the answer to the big question of why we are here. She'll have amazing luminary guests ranging from business thought leaders to top celebrities. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What if you were willing to be controversial, choosing kindness instead of judgment, willing to stand out from the crowd, being a leader in creating a new reality, even if others don't follow? You can make a difference. Start by tuning in to The Value of Controversy. Each week, our hosts will bring you the tools to help create the world that you want to live in and explore what's possible when you choose from the controversy of consciousness. Listen for The Value of Controversy every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. 
Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Allison Kay. We just were talking about what a meta-paradigm is. And now, Allison, can you give us a thumbnail of the old meta-paradigm and compare it to what we're moving into that you term the new paradigm? Sure. Let me give it a shot. (laughs) Meta-paradigm. All right. So let me give it a shot, yeah? Um, Okay. The old paradigm had us feeling like things were more stable. They were more um, linear, concrete, sequential. Time happened in blocks. And it was more um, based on Newtonian physics where the structure was predictable. If I hit a cue ball, then this white cue ball is going to – I'm aiming for this uh, the eight ball, and it's going to go in that side pocket. And based on those predictions, based on Newtonian physics, cause and effect that's clear and linear, that's what would happen, and depending on our pool skills, right? So, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that it didn't seem – so in quantum physics, Irene, it's really interesting because one of the aspects to quantum physics is it's like when you're standing on the shore, you can have a wave crash, and the activity at the subatomic level, at the most fundamental level – of life, it's now, I talk about this in the book, it's now known to be energy. So it's not physical matter that is the trump, that is the foundation to all of life, and that's what Newtonian physics is based on. In quantum physics in 1905, they started to see the observer effect, which is when I, so says a scientist, when I am looking at this subject underneath a microscope and I'm studying it, I am not objectively studying it because look at this reaction. I haven't even done the impact on it yet. I haven't even poked it with that needle uh, is if that's the measurement or the um, what's being done to the thing being studied to see the reaction. I haven't even caused a reaction yet, and it's already changing just based on my thoughts and consciousness interacting with it. So that led to a host of other um, discoveries, and what was looked at was underneath physical matter, there's particles. Particles become physical matter, and underneath the physical matter is um, waves and then... Um, so waves and then, why am I not remembering this right now? I don't know, and I just went blank. Waves and... Uh, you felt that too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's before something can get formed into a wave, there's just potential. And so our our expectations will collapse that energy, that space that energy's in, into a wave. The wave will then collapse into physical matter. So when we're on the beach and there's a wave that crashes and the white break happens, all of that splashing water uh, happening at once in, in this kind of chaotic way is actually what happens and at the quantum level to cause change. So there's quirks, there's sparks, there's all these different things that are happening um, so that there's more like leaps in randomness and quick jumps in quantum physics. And that is understood as really how energy works at the core level of life. And so um, it's not this linear, predictable thing. So it's it, with this realization, it's not even in the textbooks for science yet, really. Um, and it's not even in our mainstream society. But people like myself and yourself are bringing it forward. The new sciences are bringing it forward. And so what's coupled with that, I mean, that's really interesting, is the increasing number of people who are doing yoga and doing meditation and looking into the spiritual and the metaphysical beyond religions, beyond organized, structured religions, but looking into, looking for something beyond the physical. That's no coincidence. The times that we're in right now, the Mayans, I was at the Mayan ruins on the 21st of last year 
on the, at the shift and I was doing, I was teaching yoga on a cruise on the way to the Mayan ruins. We were able to get a special Mayan shaman to be with us on the day of the alignment. And I had my shoes off. The ground was pulsating. And the shaman said back when the calendar was made and he pointed right over to where it was made. And we were at Chichen Itza right in front of the pyramids. He was saying they built these pyramids facing the sky because they understood the vast amount of new high energy coming at earth from the stellar system and the pyramids were built to be able to help the earth harness this huge input of high energy. Now that could be from solar flares. It could be from a whole host of different galactic stellar solar astrological astronomical events, but all of that was predicted not only in the Mayans culture, but in other cultures too. But the bottom line is we've never seen a time like this on our planet, like we're going into. And it's not about, being able to predict things anymore. It's not about feeling solid and real. It's about working with consciousness. So it's paralleling quantum physics just so happens to be coming up with the science that's discovering how um, consciousness moves. And in, we are also just so happening to be going through this shift that was predicted 26,000 years ago, um, or this is a 26,000 year shift out of 26,000 years of being one way. We're going into a brand new way it's no coincidence that this new time, this new paradigm we're going into, the reason why it's a meta-paradigm shift is because it's not just one simple thing shifting. It's the age of feminine consciousness where we're learning how to be more receptive, more passive, more sitting still within our own energy bodies and listening within, where it's not just about being active and young, producing masculine energies, but it's also in that receptivity. We're working more with our consciousness. We're learning that we... And so what's also happening is people are creating more quickly from their thoughts. And so people who aren't even aware of this, that it's actually our perceptions that create the possibilities that we then reach for. So if I grew up thinking that um, it's not possible for a man to hurt me because I grew up in a family where my dad loved my mother and protected my mother and, and did this hero kind of thing, which is the old school paradigm from that generation of how men were towards women, then I might go in with blinders to another culture and, and not expect that I would get hurt from a man. So I don't think it's possible because my background hasn't given me the, the thinking that would give me the perception to be careful. Um, so I would just have my own perceptions from my own upbringing and culture with how men and women interact, unaware of this new culture and this new man's family. And so my thoughts are creating he's perfect or he's like what I expect and I'm not in my perceptions able to see where that's not the truth because our perceptions create what we see and block us from seeing what we don't see. So but if you if your mind is telling you you're safe, are you not safe? Yes. The body yes. So, in visual, so the, the cool thing about that, Irene, and it's interesting because I'm in Florida and the University of Florida is one of the main producers of the studies that come out about um, using visualization for athletic endeavors. So there's a lot of studies done with the use of visualizing a, an athletic event or a sporting event or competition before the athletes go into it and then having positive outcomes based on that visualization. But they're measuring the body and the mind while the athlete is visualizing only and not actually participating in the active part of it and the body is responding as if the athlete is in the active part of the competition so the mind 
an activity of visualizing, the body doesn't know the difference between actually doing something or uh, it just being imagined. So that is an example of the mind-body connection and of the power of our beliefs. But it goes beyond that. It goes beyond what I'm wanting to say is that's almost, in my world, old-school understanding of the mind. It is old-school. When I was in college in, in the 60s, we had a course on um, psychosomatic medicine. There was no material. Oh. And now you, everywhere you go, there's material. And it's well known how the thought, how the mind or the thoughts create illness or our wellness. I mean, that's I don't just, even know that it's, it's well known. I, I don't. I don't think that it's well known still. And I think that there's, I don't think, I feel, I see still even resistance to that. Um, well, there's resistance, but there's a lot more awareness than there used to be. Let me ask sure. you this. Because we're going to be we're going to be finished very soon, and I don't want this show to end yet. What would happen if medicine acknowledged the mind body connection? How would it have to change? What would we see as a as healing modalities or or illness? I want to say prevention. What would we do different than we do now? Okay, so what I, th- what I feel like I offer that's different than other natural healers and energy healers is my experience living in a culture immersed as my life every day that acknowledges the power of the unseen in that it is more powerful than what we physically see in America and in the West where we see it once, we believe it once we see it. In fact, it's the exact opposite on the other side of the planet. We believe it before we see it that what goes on in our heads and inside and in the invisible is more important and that paves the way for the physical to then fill in. So you look at acupuncture, you look at reflexology, you can't see the energy moving on the the quote-unquote invisible lines that run throughout the body. You think of the, for those of you who know the chakra system, if you think of the chakra system, that's an invisible column through the spinal column of different power centers that act as cities are major hubs where all the other side routes and highways and interstates that run throughout the body, like from the heart, down through the shoulders, down through the elbows to the fingertips, energy, subtle life force energy travels along. This isn't about positive thinking. This isn't about visualization. This is about there is an actual science of how energy, subtle life force energy moves in our body. And our minds can be used to clear the way so that we don't clench down in fear, but that's so we open up to how do I move? this energy in my body so you're telling me Allison if I hula hoop then I'm going to have more flexible hips why it's not because you're lubricating your joints that's the western physical description it's because you're moving subtle energy you're opening up the second chakra which is at the lower abdomen and when a chakra which is wheel in Sanskrit is open it turns all of this chi in the Chinese culture prana in the yogic practice or life force energy which is what we call it over here vital life force energy that runs throughout our entire body. I'm going to stop for a second. If you take your hands and you put them out in front of you, palms facing each other, and they're about an inch apart, now take your hands and slowly separate them to about a foot apart. Now bring your hand, start bringing your hands back together. Don't let the palms touch or the fingertips touch. And now start to bring them apart again, about six inches, eight inches and now start to push them towards each other again. What do you feel in between your hands and fingers? Oh, you feel this nice little resistance of energy. <laughs> you got it. So that's yeah. so 
vital life force energy is electric and it's magnetic. And so magnetic is what caused the resistance that you just spoke to. And what other people say too when I've done that is they feel heat or they feel tingly, tickly. Oh, ting- yeah, you always get the tingles. So that's the electricity. So you just felt your own vital life force energy. You just felt oh, your own. Yeah. Yeah, so that moves throughout our bodies. So if we stopped having the biases of, um, oh, this is uvi groovy or it's voodoo or it's non-religious, oh. or supposed to, and we started to actually consider it that it's a science, and we started and to learn how to work with it. That's a huge thing because, you know, when I yeah. first heard of chakras, I, I was very sick, and I was looking for some way to help me, and the doctor said they couldn't. And I would have to find it. And so I re- that's where I learned about chakras. And I was almost afraid to study it because I'd been taught all my life that you you don't go there. Voodoo. Uh, yeah, it's bad stuff. Uh, and then when I learned what it was, I, I really felt deceived. Why haven't I known about this all the time? I should know this. And my thinking is, what if we went to a cardiologist and he did all the tests and blah, 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 and worked with our fourth chakra. <laughs> well, well, that's the ideal, and that's the integrative medicine approach, and that's one of the things I'm talking about in my book. I don't talk about it a lot, but it's a suggestion. Um, so that's a great question, and, and I feel like in the, we- in the Western medical community, like one of my best friends from college is a doctor, and I feel like the sense there is that they're falling short. So in my book, I go through the studies from Harvard Medical School and the World Trade Organization or the world, and the World Health Organization. So the World Trade Organization, they did a global study of the industrialized nation's healthcare systems, as you know from reading my book. And one of the primary important pieces to pull out of that is that we were not found to be uh, an effective medical care system in anything except trauma care. And only that were we like in the top 50. We weren't even in the top 10. So um, our physically geared medicine is great for, if you think about a physical trauma, well, let me heal, let me wrap that bone. Let me give you um, heart compressions so that you get heart got starts bumping, pumping again. So we're really good with the physical, but when it comes to long-term care or what we're calling chronic care, or also, I, I mean, there's like, you know how there's this whole range of stuff that people are going to their doctors asking about and the doctors can't diagnose this. They can't come up with anything for it. They, they run the test and they, there's nothing wrong. There's, there's nothing, nothing there. wrong. And the person saying, no, wait, I feel off. The There's person. something. Now, yeah. on, on that question, we need to go to break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Allison Kay, reluctantly saying, <laughs> we're going to break. Come back. We'll be right back with more. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Have you ever felt that it's time to get out of the box? Why are you putting that project off? It's already there in your mind. What are you going to do today to change your life tomorrow? Listen for Live Your Life with Melissa Brown. Get ready to expand the capacity of your heart and mind. Move yourself beyond the mundane and get prepared to do what you've been called to do. There is no time like the present, and the whole world is waiting for you. Tune in Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today, Allison Kay, has been talking about energy, basically. We've talked about meta-paradigms. We've talked about mind-body medicine, the mind-body connection. We've talked about a lot of things. Um, let's bring it home, Allison. Yeah. What does this mean to the listeners today? What should they be paying attention to? What can they expect? How can they adjust How can you help them? So I had a student last night in my yoga and meditation class, and she was saying how she has been coming to the yoga meditation class on a weekly basis and listening to my radio show now for a couple of months, and she is going into the grocery store and noticing more when people are um, engaged in complaining or engaged in drama or focused on the negative, and she just doesn't want to be around it. So she's finding herself more sensitive to it. Part of the symptoms, so what I want to do in this remaining time is help you understand that it's not you, that we're in a very new time, and the things that you're feeling aren't you. It's in response to the times and the energy backdrop that we're living in and that we're all not solid, but we're porous like sponges, and we're picking up on that, and it's affecting us. But in our paradigm, in our country, we don't get taught this. So we just get left with all these weird feelings or these feelings of fear or something's wrong, or we go to the doctor trying to find a diagnosis because that's what we're trained to do, and they don't have one. So there's a lot that's coming up um, due to the vast shift that's happening at the highest perspective. So one of these is this sense of um, more fear, being felt because <clears throat> you talked, Irene, about how you would have loved the information when you first were approaching the chakras and how you were felt like you weren't supposed to and that there's all, there's all this superstitiousness around it. And so that is getting cleared. I, I find that in the work I'm doing with other leaders around the world with consciousness in the Western world, the superstitiousness and stuff that went down when the church and um, state and the church and science divided and science became something, uh, the medieval days, the days uh, in Greece when alchemy was appreciated, when there were folk healers and herbal healers, that's still honored more in the EU than it is in, the, in America. Um, that was kind of given a stigma, and some stuff may have gone down. And so I don't know if you all believe in reincarnation, but it's one of the major uh, 
the tenets of the East. An entire half of the planet operates on the absolute acknowledgement and understanding that we do not live just one life. And if you look at a dead body of someone you love and you look at how they don't look like themselves any longer, the person that you love, that would say to me that that is one of the many um, pieces of quote-unquote proof about there being life after death because where does that go? There's stuff that's in my book and there's stuff out there on my radio show and out there in general about there being a gray mist that's seen to leave the body um, when people are crossing over. So there's also the continuing um, NDE, near-death experiences, that are reporting people, people reporting the same thing about the light. So there's, there is as solid of a proof as we're going to get that there's life after death in the West where we require proof. In the East where proof isn't required, it's just a natural part of life. That we- exactly. You know, m- my word would be to have everybody, to say, just, just relax <laughs> and keep your mind open. So what I would say is that there's a lot of energy that's getting stirred up so that superstitiousness that was once around working in the energy world is, is dissipating. There's been a lot of people working to dissipate that in the West so that energy healing or alternative healing as we name it here is more approachable. And in fact, you might be finding yourself pulled towards it. Don't resist it. Follow what you're starting to get interested in. Follow your interests because that's really your higher guidance attuned to what's going to help you now. Understand that as we, more and more of us, get lighter and we let go of old stuff because we're learning new stuff about ourselves and we're letting go of old fears because we're facing them by doing something new. Um, there's more people locked down in fear, but at the same time, there's more. the fear is, I don't want to say there's more people, there's more tangible fear out there because there's more people getting lighter and facing themselves and going into their minds and observing their own fears and moving forward with the clearing of those fears and stepping into what it is that they're desiring to do instead of feeling like they're programmed to live this life, working this job, having to pay these bills, instead seeing that there's actual choice there. And so there's a sense of fear in the midst of all of this change. That's a typical response. And so if you've been more um, depressed or you've been wanting to hide at home and live an isolated life, that's been a typical response just as somebody's going to open into a new level of living. And that's typical of today's Life. So what Irene just said about have an open mind, yes, and just come back to the present moment and come back to where you have choice. So I would suggest that looking at your life anywhere where you feel, do I really need to do this? And if I do, how can I do it with more ease? Where, really look at where you're assuming that you don't have choice. That's just something that's a necessity. It's an obligation and you have to do it. Isn't there a different way to do it? Can you create more freedom in your life? Because the nature of these times really is to absolutely create more freedom. Lovely, freeing words. Next week's guest is Jody Sharp, who, after the death of her daughter, vowed not to become a bitter old woman. And as part of her healing, she's written a delightful little book called The Angel's Daughter. Allison, thank you so much for being on the show today. We will definitely do this again. Great. I would love to, Irene. Thank you for having me, and blessings to y'all. Thank you. Please go to her website, see how you get in on her uh, program on Monday night. This is Irene Conlon and Allison Kay saying thank you for being with us today. Come back next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show.
Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.